Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. something to do with uh, one of my now former players signing with a college team. That is right. Tyler Krupp, he said, what's up coaches? What's up to him? We want to give him his congratulations as he has made the Owens basketball team. So, you know, what you got to do here also, we got to give him his his roses so he can smell them. So, Frank, we play that congratulations theme song for him. And then we got this. Applause. So congratulations to him. Is he playing golf as well? I think they have a golf team out there. Um, I'm not sure if he is. Yeah, he'll probably let us know if he's listening to the show. Yeah. I just had breakfast with his uh, his significant other uh, with Kennedy. Kennedy. Yes, they, yeah, they were. They've been going. They've been ch- kicking it during the summer. They didn't went to Grand Canyon and yeah, swimming I, and doing all types of stuff. They've been they've been like Beyonce and, and Hova. You know, Jay Z. <laughs> they've been. That's how much they've been kicking it. But now we're starting our segment. Once again, congratulations to Tyler Krupp making the Owens basketball team. You said junior year he didn't play a lot, had a good senior year this year in that COVID-shortened season, and now he's playing at the next level. That's that's pretty impressive. Yes, it is. He's put, He has put in the work. I tried to get him to play the first half of our AAU season. He would have been a really good asset to my basketball team for AAU. For sure. So, But now our congratulations is over to Chris Schultz, the AD at Dearborn Tech. Is Advanced it? Tech Academy. Advanced Tech Academy. Once again, why don't we give him a... His round of applause, giving his congratulations. Taking time out of his day, sitting on his porch uh, on this nice, beautiful Saturday morning. What's up, Chris? Hey, how we doing today? Yep, sitting on the back porch here in Big Waltz, Michigan. Been watching uh, European soccer for about the last four hours, and uh, going to talk some high school football with you guys. All right, well, let's get started. Frank, you on? You're what are you on? You and Chris are on Monday night or Friday night victors? Yeah, Friday night victors. We cover high school football and. Monroe County and Southern Wayne County, okay. pretty much all, all the Huron League teams, and then pretty much all the other teams in Monroe County. So it's 16 total. Okay, 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 okay. So what are we starting off with? Well, what we're going to start off with, this is a buy or sell with each team uh, that we cover. So, Chris, we're going in alphabetical order. I'm going to give you something, uh, give you like a storyline or something associated with each team, and I'm going to ask you if you buy, if you're going to buy or sell on that. So, if we're going to do buy and sell, we got to do this kind of the game show thing. Now, Chris can't hear this because he's on my cell phone. Usually, if he was on the regular phone here on 88.3 WXUT, he could hear the, the music in the background. So, just picture uh, or picture in your head, Chris, that the Price Is Right theme song is going on because this is buy or sell, basically. So, Frank, take it away. Let's go. All right. So, Chris, we'll start at the beginning of the alphabet with Airport. And here's what I'm going to say. Cooper Nye, their quarterback, started as a freshman last year, sophomore 
going to this, this year. He will be a top three quarterback in the Huron League. Do you buy or sell that? Yeah, I'm buying that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I I'm buying that. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, the the gold standard in the Huron League would be uh, McIlvaney down at at Milan, and uh, you know, other than that, there's some solid people, and I got you know, I got to go through my my notes here because you. He threw a curveball at me on how we were going to do this, but uh, <laughs> Frank, you can't throw uh, curveballs, Frank. Yeah. I thought you had the segment already produced. Yeah, Preston Thompson's a good quarterback over at Riverview. Huron's going to play three different guys. Uh, one, which will be superstar Isaac Smith, who who is a receiver. But yeah, I would say for sure that that, that Cooper Nye is the top three quarterback in the league and after this year he will be the guy that will lead the way in the here in the league the next couple of years so yeah i'm buying that frank yeah i mean i have i have to as well i got to look at him during the off season when he was doing some seven on seven football haul and definitely like he can sling the ball around a lot so we'll see if uh, jim duffy lets him air it out so now yeah, we'll- he's got he's, he's got some talented kids over there too that uh He'll be able to get the ball to some young kids over there, uh, Jack Mills, Nick Hammond, uh, people like that. So uh, he should have some targets. I would imagine they're going to throw the ball a little bit. Yeah. So now we'll uh, move on to where I'm at for basketball, and that's Bedford. And uh, this is what this is what I came up with. Since their schedule has got a couple of new faces on it, since the SEC red is getting a lot tougher here with Dexter and Lincoln come in, I put that Bedford will at least split with the newcomers, Dexter and Lincoln. I think that's kind of what I'm th- feeling right now. I mean, they I think they could be both, but I think in a minimum it's a split. Do you buy or sell that? Uh I would I would buy that and and here's why. I think they beat Lincoln. Uh I just Lincoln always has talented players, but you know, they never seem to be a power in, in high school football. Dexter, I'm not sure if they can beat Dexter. And Dexter, you know, had, a I think, a losing streak of like 30-some games a few years back. But they got a new coach in, and they've really done a nice job. And, and they've always had good athletes over there, just none of them played football. Uh, so that might be a that might be a tough game for them. But, you know, quite frankly, I, I would be surprised if they won both those games. Uh, but I don't anticipate that, so I'll buy on that and say they split there. I have to agree with you there. Dexter, I know there was a time where they were just abysmal. They had lost 41 consecutive games, and Phil Jacobs, give him all the credit in the world for writing the ship there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't this a team you said it hadn't won since the 80s or something? No, no, no. They, they lost 41 consecutive games? Yeah, there was a time where they had lost 41 consecutive games until uh, was, that losing streak ended a few years ago, and they've actually... Correct, because you only play nine-game seasons right in Michigan. That's a lot of losing. Yeah, that's like decades of losing. Uh, I wouldn't say it's decades. It's probably more like about five. I get about five and a half seasons of losing games. Okay, half a decade. That's right. Yeah, but wow. still, yeah, but they, st- they they had. Uh, if I can interject, they went four straight seasons of zero and nine, and then in two thousand eighteen they went six and four, and then two thousand nineteen they went eight and two. So they've turned things around over there, and it was a coach for sure. Yeah, yeah. Some ooh man, that's ooh. ooh. Okay, keep going, fellas. So now we'll 
take a little drive up I-75 to Gibraltar Carlson High School. Obviously, they got a new coach, Landon Grove. And from what I've seen in in the paper, that he's been says that I've got a lot of talented athletes, and one of those happens to be one Jay Sean Williams. Going to his senior year, here's what I said. Williams will put up strong numbers in Groh's first year's head coach, buy or sell. I'm buying that all day long. And and he was he was all Friday night victors last year as uh he was a guy that because we had so many good quarterbacks and he played quarterback, it, 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 we couldn't give him a quarterback spot because we only choose one, but we put him in there as an athlete and yeah, he's going to excel uh, in that system and Grove system. Uh, you know, the schedule over at Carlson is never crazy. You know, you always have Allen Park, Wyandotte and Woodhaven in there that are really, really good football programs. You throw in Milford Lakeland this year. That's another quality team. I think that only lost a game or two last year. Uh, but you do have, you know, four or five teams on there that just aren't as good as them. So between the system, uh, his abilities, the talent they have, and then the schedule, he's going to put up big-time numbers this year. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you there as well. So now we'll go to the school that I used to be at. And that's Dundee. I mean, they're on their third coach in three seasons, but it was their the guy who's now in charge, Steve Iyer, is there. He was their defensive coordinator last year, so not a lot's changing from an offensive standpoint. So some of the guys they have back: Carson Irwin, senior quarterback. It'll be his second year starting, third year on varsity. Alec Palm, a receiver. Jimmy Dusa, running back, and three starters are back on the offensive line. And one thing that Steve said in an email to me was, we execute, we're going to be exciting. So here's my buy or sell. The Vikings will be the most electrifying team on offense in the LCAA. You buy or sell? No, I, I, I'm, I'm selling on that. And uh, I guess it depends on what you consider electrifying. I'm assuming that, that Blissfield's still going to put up points. Uh, and do what they do over there. Uh, but I expect big things out of the Ida Blue Streaks this year. And uh, Clinton, I was going to call them. Didn't they just change their name? The uh, Red Wolves. Oh, the Red Wolves. Okay, so we'll what was it say before? the Redskins. Oh, Redskin. oh yeah. the R. Well, well, we don't say that word on the show. We call it the R word to be politically correct. Okay, so, we'll, so Clinton, uh, those two teams are going to be explosive and exciting even though they will be run happy offenses. So I'm, I'm, I'm selling on your premise there, even though, you know, Dundee could be exciting in their own right. So they didn't become the Clinton football team? <laughs> well, no, they did not. It would have been kind of funny if they did. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> but then they would be swaggerjacking from the Washington football team. True, true, true. I mean, as for Dundee, I mean, I'm, I would say I'd have to sell, but, you know, I think there's going to be a couple games where – they're gonna they're gonna wow some people, because well, obviously Carson Irwin's a senior. I mean his the offense isn't changing too much, and plus he's got three guys on the line back, got some good weapons around him. And, but the rest of the LCA is just a meat grinder. Clinton, I still think is gonna be king of the hill there, even though they have to replace their entire starting offensive line, because they. 
all graduated, but they do have some nice skill guys back, and they have a new coach in Casey Randolph, who I have a ton of respect for. Blissfield, they lost a lot of skill positions, but I think they've got some guys who have winning in their DNA. I mean, their new starting quarterback this year, Noah Schnorr, he's been in the system for a few years. He knows the offense. He's not going to be as explosive as a Gavin Ganon, but I still think he's going to be effective. And plus, Blissfield returns a lot of their line, too, and they're going to be a lot bigger and stronger as well. I mean, Ida, I'm going to get to momentarily. So now we'll head over to Eagle Drive for the Erie Mason Eagles. Obviously, they've got a new coach this year. Rob Boudry moved on. Son Noah is now at Mountain Union, the same Mountain Union where former UT head coach Matt Campbell and current Jason Candle yes. played at. So Steve Bowers, he he coached, he was a defensive coordinator for last year's team. So he takes over, not changing much offensively. Now, I think with who Erie Mason has lost from a skill standpoint and up front, I think they, I say they will take a step back, but still have a winning culture in place. You buy or sell that, Chris? Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. You know, and it, it, it took, what, 20 years for them to, to have a winning season, and they ended up winning the Tri-County Conference in their first season. Much of that was due to Noah Boudry and then the seniors they had. However, you know, they got players, you know, uh, Cooper Kinsey, who was all Friday Night Victors last year. Uh, he's back. Bryce Steele's back. Their leading tackler, Gavin Laro, is back. Uh, I think they have a, a favorable schedule in general. I'm, I'm not sure why they picked up a, a Pontiac Notre Dame because I think that could get ugly just because Notre Dame has a, a great football program. Uh, but I think everybody else on, on the schedule is, is beatable. So yeah, I'll, I'll buy on that. Frank. Yeah, I do as well. Cause one, cause I think once you start winning, it kind of gets into everyone's DNA. I mean, I saw, I've kind of seen that at Erie Mason with basketball and what Kevin Skaggs has done. So even though Booter's not there anymore, I think you've, kind of seeing the pieces set into place and with Bowers taking over and not a lot changing. Hey, I still think those guys are going to keep rolling. And now we'll go to your alma mater, Flat Rock, which, I mean, I'll, to put it bluntly, they were abysmal last year. Didn't win a game, not anywhere close, but I think they're going to they're gonna bounce back this year. So I think I said... Not only will Flat Rock win at least two games, but there will be there will be one top tier here on League Squad that will have the fear of God put into them by the Rams this year. They won't be they won't pull an upset, but they're gonna actually go they're gonna go down fighting and swinging right to the bitter end and give them a game. Buy or sell? Uh, well, it depends which teams you're talking about on that list. Uh, I, I will say that they could win. I, I like their their two non-league opponents in Melvindale and Clarenceville. I think those are winnable games. I think they can compete with Grozeal, Jefferson, and Airport. It's just whether, you know, the big dogs that they can they can compete with. But I'll say this. The Mighty Rams do return nine starters on offense and eight on defense. So the good news is they got everybody back, but maybe the bad news is because they were 0-7, they got everybody back. Uh, but they do have a good young squad. 
uh, you know, some a lot of young kids. They have a very good offensive tackle, defensive tackle, Joe Sinarski. He's in his fourth year on the varsity there. He is a very, very good player, as good as any lineman in the league. So, uh, you know, I don't know if I could totally buy that, but why not? I'll, I'll buy a little. How about that, Frank? Yeah, I mean, I... I think I do think they'll win at least a couple games, but I mean, as for which upper level Huron League team they they strike some fear into, probably could be New Boston Huron because obviously that's a rivalry game. Those two schools are only like four miles from each other, and who knows? May and who knows? Maybe you might get a team that that might get caught hot looking ahead, and then they realize, oh crap, we got a close game in the fourth quarter. So we'll- yeah, you know what? That's a that's a fair assumption there with a rivalry game, and you know, even though Huron has all that skill talent, they do have to replace some linemen, and that may be an advantage for the Rams against the Huron. And as we all know, you win football in the trenches. So okay, that's a fair point. I'll, I'll buy. So now we'll go to their big rival, Huron, and I got to change this one up a little bit since you mentioned him, Isaac Smith, who was all FNV last year as a wide receiver. You said he's going to be playing some quarterback this year. So I thought initially that he was going to break school records for a wide receiver. So I'll change that up and say Isaac Smith will break some offensive records this year. I mean, whether that's as a receiver, as a quarterback, or he might even play a running back or kick returner. He'll break some form of a record this year. Do you buy or sell that? Uh, I'm not sure because I think he set all the records last year, so he would have to break them. So uh, he'd break his year. own records. He'd be breaking his own records. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I would. Yeah, I would. I would buy that because here's the thing with 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 Isaac. He's just one. He's a really really good kid. He's a really smart kid. I think he's in upwards of of a 4.0 he's super talented and if you've seen him play it's just like boy this kid's really good but they're going to put him in a position based on the other team's defense so they could have him at quarterback they could have him running the ball they could have him playing receiver because they have a very capable junior quarterback uh, a kid by the name of uh, Cash and we'll just go with his nickname Muzzy because I can't pronounce his last name uh, but with that said, Isaac may lose a little bit of his stats this year because they have a re- another really, really good player on that team that not a lot of people know about unless maybe you, you follow the baseball circuit, and that's Matt Williams. Yes, I uh, he, he is he's probably the fastest kid on the team, and, and Isaac was part of the, the 4 by one relay team for uh, Huron that I believe got third or fourth in the state this year, so... I mean, Matt Williams is is a guy who's going to touch the ball a lot. So it's kind of a crapshoot, but I'll buy that. I'll buy that on Isaac. Yeah, I I have to as well. I mean, I've heard heard nothing but good stuff about him. I've even heard uh, that his little brother Micah could be a name to watch too. And now we'll get to my alma mater. Chris, I know you have been very high on them, so I'm going to throw this one to you. Ida will knock off one of the follow at least one of the following three schools: Hillsdale, Clinton, or Whiteford. You buy or sell that? I'm buying that all day long because they're going to beat two of them for sure. Ooh, 
Which so? Uh, well, I, I mean, I just Clinton's the one that that I'm not sure if they could beat. But let me tell you something, Frank, and it's it's your alma mater. They're loaded. They've got linemen. They've got a good quarterback. They got two very good running backs. And and let's face it, that's all they really do is run the ball. But when they do throw it, uh, the kid throws touchdown passes. What's his name? Nate Miller. Yes, Nate Miller. I, you know, I, I mean, they got seven starters back on defense. You got Owen. I, yeah, I'm buying that. I, you know, I mean, they're going to beat two of them, so at least. So I'm buying, I guess. Well, here's where I'm going to disagree. This is probably going to anger a lot of Ida fans. I am selling because I they lost a ton on their offensive line. Granted, they have Elliot Morrison coming back at center, who I really like, but I think at the tackle spots and at guard, that's a bit of a concern, and... Going against a team like Hillsdale, which they've had problems with winning at the line of scrimmage, Clinton as well, and Whiteford, who's got a behemoth on their offensive line, and Noah Bauman, and probably we'll get to him in a little bit later. I think that's going to – those are the three games that I think are most likely going to be losses because I think the three wins for Ida, I would say, are Hudson – Onset in Columbia Central, and then the other three, Airport, Dundee, and Blissfield, are could go either way. So, okay, they- let me let me chime in. Let me chime in. I'll tell you right now, Ida will beat Dundee. I don't care what they call that, the backyard brawl or whatever. Yeah, they will beat Dundee, and they will beat Airport to open the season. I'll even guarantee those wins. Uh I mean, Air- Airport I could kind of go along with because I know Airport's got to replace some guys in the trenches. Dundee. Uh, the entire offensive line they have to replace yeah. Airport does. I mean, Dun- but Dundee's got some guys back on the line. And, of course, them not playing last year. And plus, that's a rivalry game. And, Derek, what do we say about rivalry games? What do we throw out the window? All the records. Exactly. So, and then Blip. I mean, Blissfield, that's a team that they put the fear of God into, not once, but twice. So, oh, well, that one, I think they they could pull off, but only time will tell. Uh, yeah, I, I think I just think Ida goes 8-1, maybe 7-2. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the uh, alumnus in me would love for that to happen, but really? Because you wrote that Dundee, you were considered a Benedict Arnold for a while. <laughs> So, so what? Which one? Where are you at on now on the fence with Ida? <laughs> yeah, like they can, they can, they can, they can win any time they want to now. Because you're over at Bedford. Yeah, yeah. unless what uh, unless what Bedford's playing them in basketball. <laughs> right, right. That is true. Your Jared Jansen coaches over there, right? Yes, yeah. one of my best friends. Yes, I met him in Grand Rapids. I, t- I think I told you that. Oh, and, really? Yeah, I met him at Rumble in the Rapids late April. Okay. He finally said, "I met the man, the voice with the the face." Finally. All right. Keep going. All right, so we go back to the Huron League and Jefferson. Now, this is a this has been a team that has just had their struggles for year in and year out. But last year, I I thought they were probably better than what their record showed. They they were able to compete in games, but just couldn't get over the hump. So, oh, uh, I put it this way: Dot Bears. Will be at least 500 or better headed into a week seven showdown with Milan. Buy or sell? Well, let me let me look at this schedule. Okay. Uh, 
They will be 500 or better into a week seven schedule with Milan. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can. I could buy that. I could buy that because I think Onstead's beatable, Fly Rock's beatable, Groziel's beatable, and Airport's beatable. Uh, I don't think they can beat Riverview or Huron. So yeah, they could be four and two coming in if they they lose one of those three and three. Yep, yeah, I'll buy that. I think uh, you know they they lost a lot, but you know they have a good. It's been it's been a struggle lately, but they've they they had a winning culture there for a long time. They got a good quarterback coming back and and Ryan Janelle. Uh, some things with half to fall their way, but I could I could buy that, sure, Frank. Yeah, and plus they've got two pretty big guys in their offensive line coming back. One of them, Alex Mansfield, who I believe was an all-stater for shot put this year in track and field, and I actually got a look at him during summer basketball when we were when Bedford was scrimmaging them, and <laughs> I knew they they only, they only Jefferson only had five guys there, and Mansfield was one of them, so they didn't get much of a break. But and I could tell he was wore out, but he just he just kept going, so. Yeah, he's a really, really good offensive lineman. He's he's a he's one of the better linemen in the Heron League. He's a good player. So, yeah, I, I see where you're coming at on that whole thing. Yeah. So now we'll head, since we mentioned Milan, we'll head there next. And obviously we've got reigning Friday Night Victors Player of the Year, Cole McIlvaney, quarterback, and he also plays defense as well. So here's what I put. Cole McIlvaney will put up better numbers than he did in his Player of the Year season last year. Buy or sell? Yeah, I will. I will buy that. And uh, and just and just thinking out loud because I gotta I gotta try and think what his numbers were. He rushed for about 800 yards last year. He threw for another 900 yards. And that was in 10 games. And I think he had 70 some tackles. That's why he was our, you know, uh, overall player of the year on Friday Night Victors. I think he will surpass those numbers offensively. Defensively, you know, that's a, that's a crapshoot, but he is very active back there on defense. So, yep, I'm, I'm buying that for sure because I think, I think Milan's going to be a great team this year. I think. They're going to be really, really good, and just, you know the Huron League itself is going to be really, really good. Milan's one of the teams that's going to be leading the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. And now we go to Monroe, who's to, I guess one of my big rivals at Bedford, even though I personally don't have a beef with them. Here's a name for that we've t- mentioned a lot: Tristan Panza. He's going to be a senior this year. He will be in the conversation for either Offensive Player of the Year or Defensive Player of the Year, do you buy or sell? For uh, the Friday Night Victors Players of the for, Year? Yeah, for the Offensive Player of the Year or the Defensive Player of the Year for Friday Night Victors, do you buy or sell that Panza will be in the conversation you for know, at least one? Offensive Player of the Year, there's guys that jump out right away, but I, I heard they're moving Tristan to running back. I expect Monroe to have their best team in a long, long time. So, uh, yeah, I will buy that because he's a very good defensive player, uh, and I, I think that's a great move, moving him to running back, especially when they've got five returning starters on the offensive line. Yeah, he'll be in the, he'll be in the discussion for both of those and possibly the overall player of the year. Yep, I'll buy that. Yeah, 
I'll agree, I'll agree with you there as well. I mean, I even got to see him uh, show off his defensive skills during uh, some 7-on-7 seven seven work. But the thing is, Monroe's got a lot of weapons returning on offense besides Panza. You've got uh, uh, Carson Serrano, a receiver who's back. Andrew McCarthy, another receiver who's back. So I think Monroe's going to have a big year as well. And now we'll go to Riverview. And this, uh, this is a team that's probably been the most consistent, especially since I joined up with you and Gary. Uh, the Pirates have the best chance to go undefeated in the regular season and go on a deep playoff run. Buy or sell? The best team that we <laughs> I don't know if they can go undefeated, uh, but they can make a postseason run for sure. Probably, you know, one of the main reasons is because I believe River Rouge moved up to Division Two this year, uh, but Division Three is is a is a buzzsaw. But I think they can make a run. They open with Divine Child. Uh, Divine Child will be much better this year. They have to play the rugged, uh, you know, here on league schedule. You know, with Milan, SMCC, and and here on boasting really really good teams, and then they close with Monroe. It's it surprised me if they went undefeated. Uh, I don't think that'll happen though, so I'm going to sell on that. Yeah, I, I think I think they'll trip up at least once in the Huron League play. More than le- I'm probably leaning Milan most likely, and maybe SMCC trips them up. Who knows? But I think they lose one game in Huron League play, but a deep playoff run. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And now we'll speak of the SMCC Falcons. Cole Jondro will lead the Huron League in rushing by or sell. Is that even a question? <laughs> Sorry. That's... I'm not... he, yeah, of course he will. You know, unless, unless Coach Kip decides to make sure that Mitch Camerlin at quarterback, uh, Garrett Berg, Bozier, and, and Blake uh, Burke and I are carry the ball a lot more than they did last year. So between the four of those guys, I think they had 24, 2,500 yards, but uh, John Drew had 1,300 of those yards. So, you know, he's – the thing with John Drew is, is, you know, he's pretty rugged, even though, you know, he was a sophomore last year, he's a junior this year, obviously. Uh, he's a pretty rugged kid, but he is fast as hell. I mean, he's really fast. So when he when he sees daylight, he's gone, and he's not going to be caught by anybody on their schedule. So uh, I, I buy that all day long. Absolutely. Now, I'll, I'll probably just throw this one in. Does he get within striking distance of Alex Morgan's single-season record for rushing yards? Not saying he's going to break it, but he gets – Close. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. I think he'll get. I think he could get close because I really think in, in Division Seven is really, really tough. You know, between Division Three and Division Seven in, in Michigan high school football, those are the two most competitive divisions amongst the teams. Uh, they could make a really, really deep run. I think they'll go to Ford Field. It's going to depend on the draw and how teams shake out. But if he plays enough games and they get, if they get to Ford Field and he's got enough games under his belt, 
yeah, I could see that possibly happening. Although, you know, Alex Morgan's numbers are legendary. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think he gets there, but he could get close. Yeah, I I will agree. And if and who knows, he may even he may even have very well have a chance to do it next year as well. So now we'll move to Summerfield, who went only won one game in the regular season, but really put it together in the playoffs, won a district title, and got to the regional round for losing to Clarkston Everest Collegiate. Now, Summerfield's schedule this year doesn't really have a lot of sizzle from a non-conference standpoint. All right, so I feel put Summerfield will need their non-conference opponents to get some wins in order to qualify for the playoffs because now it's strictly playoff points, so buy or sell, Summerfield's non-conference going to need their non-conference opponents to win some games. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say so. Yeah, I, I think that's accurate. You know, they'll, they'll have their hands full with Erie Mason, they'll have their hands full with Madison and Sand Creek and, and Whiteford as well. I, I think they beat Cabrini. I think they beat Our Lady of Lakes and I think they beat Flint New Standard. It's just whether those teams can win any games or not. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting. They're they're going to be right there. They could go six and three, five and four, and possibly not get in unless those teams win some games. So I'm buying the fact that those teams will have to win some games. I don't think those teams will win some games. So yeah. <laughs> and now we get finish up with Whiteford, and I've looked at the. Hey, real quick, Frank. I don't mean to cut you off. Did you forget Grozil, or are we not? Oh yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I skipped over them. So here's what I'll say about Seal. The Red Devils will be a playoff team in an odd-numbered year for the first time since 2011. Buy or sell? Because we always see so, Seal do well in the even-numbered years. So you're selling? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm selling on that. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. They gra- they graduated too many good players over there. And even though John Bodner is, I think, a great coach over there because, you know, he doesn't get a lot of kids because they got a gazillion sports over there and, and not a big enrollment. Uh, he does a really good job. They lost all FMD player Joe Pizzo. Uh, they'll probably build around junior Tyler Swick, who had a great sophomore year. But they're, I just don't see it this year. I, I think they'll continue the, the trend of, of – uh, what they've had in the past in the odd years. So, nope, they won't make the playoffs. All righty. So now back on schedule, we have Whiteford. Here's what I put about them. Whiteford will knock off Sand Creek and Erie Mason and route to winning the Tri-County Conference this year by or sell. Say that again. I'm sorry. Say that, say that one more time. The Bobcats will knock off Sand Creek and Erie Mason and route to winning the Tri-County Conference. Buy or sell? I could see them knocking off. I could see them knocking off Sand Creek and Erie Mason, but I could see them getting tripped up by Madison. Uh, but, yeah, I'll buy that. I mean, Jason Mensing's a great, you know, they've got the All-Stater Noah Bauman on the line. Shea Reddy's back is his, what, third year starting quarterback. They yeah. got their two running backs back who who are a couple of two-year starters. Yeah, Levi Hillard and Cole Gisagi. 
Yeah, they got they got ten starters back on defense. I, yeah, I'll buy that. I mean, they, you know, it's funny. I've been looking at the schedule and and, and think you know they could start zero and two, zero and three. Yeah, <laughs> to start the season. Heck, they could go two and seven. It won't happen, but they could go two and seven, and I think they still get in the playoffs because of the the schedule they play. Yeah, because um, they've got two LCA opponents. New, yeah, the new playoff uh, stuff, but. Yeah, I could buy that. I expect a big year for the Bobcats. So, uh, yeah, I'll buy that. I, I will as well. I mean, I've seen what Jason Mensing has been able to do, essentially running a daycare center the last couple of years where the bulk of the team <laughs> has been freshmen and sophomores. And now they've all grown up. So I think they're going to be taking a pretty big step forward. I mean, you mentioned Noah Bauman. He was all FNV last year and also a two-time All-Stater, and he's been getting some uh, college attention as well. Yeah, he's a good uh, he's a good alignment, as you will find in Division Eight. He's a mauler. He's a good player, and uh, their offense uh, will put up a lot of points. And like I said, they've got that all those starters back on defense, so they could have a really, really good year. Absolutely. So that's our buy or sell for our Friday Night Victors teams. Teams for 2021 season will begin uh, in a less than less than two weeks, actually. So, Chris, which get which game week one do you plan on going to? Well, week one, yeah, I will be at the Advanced Tech Lakers. Are traveling to Flint to play Flint Southwest. Okay. Uh, that would be that Friday. I think there are some games on that Thursday. For some reason, I think Roseville plays uh, Monroe. At Monroe that day. Yes, they do. I might go to that. I might go to that, or I might go see the Mighty Rams and Flat Rock play Melvindale because I think they play the same day. But I'll definitely be at a at a game on Thursday. But I will be supporting my program on that Friday for sure. Yeah. I mean that for, that first week I actually have officiating duty. He and my first game happens to be when SMCC will host Almont at the friendly confines of Navarre Field. And that because that was that was one that uh, when Gary and I, when Gary Hoff and I were doing our best games of the year, there was people say, "Well, why did we pick that one?" And I said, "Well." It's more so because had that game been played in 2020 when SMCC was coming off their state championship, Albot was coming off of being a runner-up, I thought you had a lot more juice and hype in that matchup. This year, I still think it'll be a good one, but the the sizzle just isn't there. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I saw those comments on the blog. You know, one thing I'll say about Almont, Almont is they have a really, really good football program, and They've been good for a long time, so most likely it's because of coaching, uh, you know, good good lower-level programs and good youth programs. So I would imagine they're just going to reload and they're going to come in and uh, probably play some good football. So uh, whereas you won't, you know, it's not certainly like what 2020 would have been, uh, I think it'll be a great matchup. And if SMCC can beat them, that'll be a good win for the Falcons. Yeah, and then... That Friday, I actually had to make a road trip out to Concord, Michigan, to officiate an eight-man football contest between Concord and Climax Scots, which Scots has uh, gone down to eight-man within the last five years, where they were actually kind of a blue blood in Division Eight, and Concord—it's their first year dropping down to eight-man. I think we're 
we're actually seeing a lot more schools go down to eight man because for one, the enrollments are getting small and they don't really have enough guys to play eleven man. Britain Deerfield is going down to eight man this year. Marenzi, yeah, you know, I, oh, sorry, Chris, go you ahead. know, Frank, if if I could interrupt there, I, I'm a little, I don't want to stay disgusted because that's that's too strong of a word, but I'm a little bit disappointed in some of these teams that have been dropping down to Division uh, Eight, and and I don't I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus, but you know, Lenaway Christian dropped down to eight man football last season. They had nearly 30 kids on their team, and, and we had played them the year before, and they beat us 55-0. to zero. Uh, Same thing with Oakland Christian. You know, last year they were really, really good. I think they only had one regular season loss, and they lose to, to Everest in, in the playoffs, which isn't a bad loss. And all of a sudden they drop down uh, to eight-man football, and they're going to have kids. I don't – you know, I – I don't want to get, you know, down on ADs or schools for doing that, but it's like, you know, football is meant to be played 11 man and we play eight man football out of necessity. So I could see a school, you know, you know, that doesn't have a lot of kids and maybe he's only dressing 15 to 20 kids playing eight man football. But if you've got over 25 kids, I don't, I don't see the point of, of dropping down. I, I think some teams are, are chasing wins or chasing title. That's just my opinion. Maybe <laughs> you not think very so. popular. They're, they're saying let's let's drop the three extra minutes so we can get this title. I mean, people are title greedy. I mean, let me tell you something. Lenaway Lenaway Christian could have made a run in D eight last year in eleven man. I'm mm-hmm. not sure why they were playing eight man football. That's just me. But. Yeah. Anyway, because they had they had they had a ton of talent. I mean, uh, some other eight man teams. Was it was it really though for numbers though? Linaway Christian is small, right? So th- th- they didn't have they the had number. nearly they had nearly thirty kids on the team. So if they paid eleven man, obviously you have to play both ways. You you still have twenty two, and then you have eight subs. I guess that's enough. Well, nobody, you know, at that level, most people, a lot of people play both or right. play both ways. Right. So it's not like you're platooning. You know, last year when my school played Ida in the playoffs. We dress 17 kids. Wow. And, uh, you know, right now we're practicing 25 kids. We, you know, I mean, obviously we're a Division Six school, so we could never drop down. But I don't know. It's just it's just me. Once again, I don't, I don't mean to be critical. I just don't see the point. If you've got over 25 kids playing football, I'm not sure why you're playing Division Eight. I admire Pittsburgh, uh, even though they struggled last year. Mike Berger over there, their head coach and A.D., he he's he's remaining, you know, eleven man football when he probably had a case to go down to eight man. So, you know, you have it. I guess, you know, decisions being made both ways. I suppose. Well, one thing I've heard about Pittsford is I believe their contract with the Tri County Conference either expires after this season or soon, or maybe the next. And there's been some chatter that they could end up going down to eight man. So I mean, I'm not saying that's to be taken as gospel. Only time will tell. I know Morenci, their JV is going down to eight man this year because I've actually got to officiate one of those games. One of them is against it's against a Toledo Christian. So I think once your JV goes down to eight man, then probably your varsity is going to follow suit. Not long after that. That so, I think that who that's really going to hurt is the Tri County Conference because if Pittsburgh goes down to eight man and then Morency goes down to eight man, 
they're only going to be a five-team conference with Whiteford, Summerfield, Erie Mason, Sand Creek, and Madison. Yeah, and let's face it, Erie Mason should probably be in the LCAA anyway, too, right? Uh, yeah, even though they Sorry. have, even though they have uh, lost their last thirty games against LCAA teams. Yeah, but listen, you know, here's the thing. To me, it, it, I understand football's king, but you don't make, in my opinion, you don't make league decisions based on, on, on just football. Yeah. They were very competitive. They were very competitive and everything else. And um, anyways, that's just my opinion. But I could see them going back to the LCAA if the LCAA wanted to expand or if schools like Dundee or Ida were able to be courted by the Huron League or, or something like that. Tell, so, some anyway. Ohio, tell some Ohio schools that because there's going to be a, a really – there's a lot of realignments because of football here. You know, it's a big league that's very competitive in all sports, though, you know. But football is king, so everybody wants to go by football. I, I, you're right; I don't understand it. Um, but it's, for, a, it's a little short sighted. But uh, you know, I, it, it's I get the I get the premise, but it's a little short sighted, in my opinion. If you just move for football, maybe if it's uh, you know you're talking you know NCAA and stuff like that, I get why you know Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC. I get that. Right, but high school football, I, I just you know I don't understand. Well, that, and that's also now yeah. they got it to the point where the other conferences might make an alliance. Now we all know that ESPN is behind that and some of that TV money, so you don't have to worry about that in high school football. But yeah, it is. I think it is a little shameful that nowadays leagues, especially in high school, are being based on football results when, especially if you're a boys and girls school that, that has both genders, and you know different sports are competitive at you know obviously girls sports doesn't have football but yeah that i i don't believe in that either but like you said it, sometimes you got to follow the money and the football team does bring in the biggest revenue because more people like to go and watch it keep going guys you got about two minutes yeah so well, chris obviously the next thing coming up on friday night victors will be team previews yeah, we're going to be, you know, I know you've written some of yours already and we just haven't gotten posted. You know, we're following up with coaches right now, getting all our information. We'll start team previews here. I don't know. We'll we'll do two a day to make sure we get everybody in. So it'll take eight days to get all those previews in before the first, first game. So we'll probably start them on Thursday, Wednesday of Thursday this week. So, you know, check in the FridayNightVictors.com to read about your favorite teams. We don't do them alphabetically. We 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 put them out there as we uh, as we get them written and done. So uh, please look for that. And uh, you know, if you get a chance, if you're a high school football fan in Monroe County or Southern Wayne County, please tune in to Friday Night Victors. You can comment on stuff. If uh, you know, we uh, we do this. This is the 13th season I've been doing this. And Gary Hoff came on a while back, and Frank came on a few years ago, and. And we do it for pretty much for the love of it. And, uh, you know, so uh, if if uh, you like high school football this way, check out FridayNightVictors.com, please. Nice. Absolutely. And hopefully we can actually get hit our uh, video previews up to and our video picks as well. For our, oh. Yeah, that'll probably take some stuff for technology-wise. And, uh, you know, we're probably going to work on the podcast this year, too. A lot of this has to do with time as well, right? You know, we're pretty much volunteering our time. So, yeah, yeah uh, we'll do the best we can. 
Okay. Yeah, because I know I know there's gonna I know it's usually done on Mondays, but I know there's gonna be some Mondays I won't be able to because I've got games to officiate. That I think that that's that's one last thing too. Uh, with the five quarter rule being in effect in Michigan, I think a lot of schools are having their sub varsity teams play on either Saturday or Monday. Do you think that's a good or a bad thing? I think that I, that's actually I think is a pretty good thing. Uh, you know, the Catholic League's been doing that for many many years up in the Detroit area, and uh, I think that's a good thing. The five quarter rule really helps. You know, some of those teams that that don't quite have the players, what we just talked about. You know, uh, the eight man, eleven man stuff. So, uh, but you still got to give those kids a chance to play their own games because you know they deserve it. So, yeah, the Saturday Monday stuff's fine. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, because that's a. Because I've got quite a few uh, sub-varsity games in the SEC I'm officiating, as well as a few on on Mondays as well. Also, that'll be something a little bit different. I mean, it basically has me loaded for bear, and honestly, as an official, I've got 40 games on my plate, so it's going to be a crazy and fun season, but I'm ready for it. Yeah, that that sounds like fun, actually. (laughs) Nice. Well, Chris, we appreciate you calling in and kind of looking ahead at this season. Hopefully we can talk to you again at some point during the season. Yes, Chris, thanks for, so much for calling in, my man. I mean, that was some good, insightful stuff, uh, really well prepared uh, with us. And when usually when people like that get on our show, we usually have to give them the uh, round of applause. So we'll give him the round of applause here. All right, I appreciate that, and I, I enjoy I enjoy high school football. I'm a fan as much as anybody. So anytime you guys want me on, as long as I've got the time, I'll uh, I'll, I'll come on. You know, not now I'll tell you I'm going to go watch uh, Dortmund play in the Bundesliga and uh, European soccer. So uh, now, Dave, the man of uh, God, Harris will like that, but nah, not me. That doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. Which, by the all way, right. David, the man of God, Harris should be calling in. I hate to bust your bubble. I mean, I know Messi left and all that, but you know. That's a uh, that's football or the soccer version. All right, guys, thanks for having me. All right, thanks, Anytime. Chris. Thanks for calling in, man. All right. That was Chris Schultz over there calling in, and then we have David, the man of God Harris. He's calling in next. We'll have him with the football preview of the NFC and AFC North. Yeah, and then I'm gonna have to be out of here by one thirty because I've got to go officiate an inter squad scrimmage. How'd that end up happening? Well. My uh, the uh, white hat on my crew messaged me and says, "Hey, uh, there's an inner squad scrimmage going on today. They're paying. You want to go?" And I'm like, "Okay, I'll do it." Oh. Plus, it allowed me to get some work in. Oh, okay, very nice. I've been got... working out on Planet Fitness. Also, by the way, your birthday. We had your birthday uh, passed right this yep. past week. So, happy birthday to Franklin! Yeah, thank you, Franklin. Good job, and uh, everyone was sending uh, happy birthday wishes to you. So we'll have David the Man of Guy Harris calling on the other side. Thanks to Chris Schultz for calling in with that preview of Michigan High School football in southeastern Michigan, right? Yep. Yeah, that was that was really good. So a quick commercial break. David will call on on the other side. Listen to 88.3 WCTs. After further review, make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and on Apple uh, Podcasts. It's WCTs. After further review with a picture of Frank Vaster and the horse's head. When we return... David the man got Harris on the phone line giving us a preview of the AFC and NFC North divisions. We'll be back after this.